Hello everyone, this is Will Brogan from Commercial Truck Training bringing you another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. Today's entry has another recurring guest. This would be Eric Dobby of Nutmeg Truck Center in Hartford, Connecticut. And he and Ken go over a lot about networking and Ironically enough, a lot of follow-up and staying in touch principles that we discussed on the previous entry in the Extra Mile podcast, the interview with Keith Couch. It's amazing how many of uh, the similar points popped up between these two. Eric is a high-energy, high-enthusiasm guy, so I know you guys are going to enjoy this. And he even throws in a little nugget right at the end that is one of my favorites, maybe my favorite of all all the different concepts that you can kind of attach yourself to and live by. We'll discuss that at the end of the show. So here is Ken Taylor's second interview with Eric Dobby of Nutmeg Truck Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Hello and welcome to the Extra Mile, a special podcast just for the commercial vehicle industry. And we've got uh, what I'll call a recurring guest, Eric Dobby of uh, Nutmeg in Connecticut. And Eric, welcome to the Extra Mile. Thanks, Ken. How you doing, brother? Doing doing good. It's been one of those jam-packed days, but I think neither one of us would have it any other way. No, I hear you, brother. How's the, how's the uh, 2020 get off to a good start for you so far? It is starting out to be uh, our best year ever, actually. Uh, we've got dealerships calling us. We had one of our best boot camps. Uh, we signed a major, major contract with one of the truck manufacturers that we had not worked with before. So uh, I'm I'm uh, overwhelmed in a good way. <laughs> good, good to hear that. Always, always a pleasure to have me back on the show. I love talking to you about anything, really. But uh, this is great. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much again. Uh, always good to have you and. Uh, to help our listeners, and you've got such a great background. We talked about it on the last podcast, but if you would kind of go back over that, I think it's really worth them hearing. So go for it. Well, I, I appreciate it, Ken. Just to you know, uh, tell the listeners, I mean, I, I did spend, uh, spend about 25 years on Wall Street as a trader, um, which was quite an quite a interesting chapter in my life. And, you know, uh, things happened in about... Eight years ago, you get displaced or whatever with the uh, with the recession and stuff like that. But I um I uh, I've been selling trucks now for about four or four and a half years, and uh, it's been an interesting transition to say the least. But um, I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm up here at Nutmeg, Nutmeg Truck Center up in Hartford now, and uh, I actually started my truck career down in, in Florida. And uh, it's been it's been a whirlwind, but it's been great. Uh, and you know, you've been a big part of that because I've been to a couple of your boot camps, and uh, I highly recommend them, and I know I'll be going back again to see you this year with uh, Will, and uh, I'm always looking forward to it, because I always pick up something value-added every time I talk to you and go to one of your classes. Well, awesome. I really appreciate that. We, we try to keep up with it, and I, uh, I live by a saying, uh, why borrow mediocrity when, I mean, why create a mediocrity when I can borrow genius? So... <laughs> So I borrow genius. That's that's my talent, and so that's why you're on the call today, my friend. <laughs> well, I appreciate it as always. I want to talk about networking and referrals. Perfect. I love that topic. Great. Well, what kind of what I want to start with? Because you're one of those uh, 
you're one of those guys. You're, you have a very unique talent. And that unique talent is you have never in your entire lifetime ever been a stranger. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys, someone's standing there, and you, you're going to start talking to them. And the next thing you know, you're going to be a deep conversation. I'm going to tell you what I do, how I do it, and, and I'll be asking for your opinion. So uh, I'm looking for that uh, that Eric magic to today. <laughs> well, well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad you just brought that up because about 20 minutes ago, right, I made a phone call to a friend of mine uh, named Bill Bonet. He's actually his birthday today. It's his birthday. And, and we met as strangers riding on the train from Washington, D.C. to Baltimore in 2005, and I'm in the bar car. <laughs> I'm in the park car, and he's ordering a Bloody Mary because it's his birthday. So when it, it came to be my turn, I ordered two Bloody Marys, and I walk up to the guy in the bar car, and I sit down, hand him a Bloody Mary. I wish him a happy birthday. I said, my name's Eric. He goes, thanks. My name's Bill. We became best friends. Best friends. That's, I mean, wow. You never know who to meet. And um, he just retired from the, he was the uh, head of the IBEW, International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, and uh, and I just called him, a, you know, 20 minutes ago to wish him a happy birthday, and we always reminisce about that story of how we met, and, you know, you got a perfect stranger in a bar car uh, on, on Amtrak, and then, you know, you, ha you have a, you know, 13-year friendship, so you, you never know who you're going to meet, and uh, uh, you just got to strike up a conversation. Well, and that leads me to some very good questions. And question number one for today, um, what, knowing you're a great networker, what organizations would you recommend to a new salesperson getting started in the truck business? That's easy. I'd start with B&I, uh, Business Network International. They're the largest uh, networking organization in the world. They have about a 30-year track record, obviously started by Ivan Meisner years ago. And if you Google any town and a BNI chapter in that town, you're going to come up with a chapter. They're all over the place. I highly recommend any salesman in the business to um, um, go as a guest, uh, check it out, see what kind of um, uh, business people are in the group, see if there's some synergy, and see if networking is something that you want to commit to. And when I say commit to, you know, networking is a job. It's networking. It's not net not working. It's networking, so you have to commit to it. But it's extremely value-added because what you're really doing is creating a mini sales force in your back pocket, you know, if you commit to the, you know, the habits of a great networker. So I would recommend any salesman, any salesman in any industry to check out, you know, uh, a B&I group in their, in their town and go, go visit them. Oh, good advice. And I always say there are there are several critical steps once you join because I sometimes run across somebody. Yeah, you know, I tried B and I didn't work, and I asked the question, "Well, tell me what you did." And sure enough, they did very little, or they started missing meetings. So, talk a little bit about you know you're at a meeting. What are some of the things you should do, and what are some of the other requirements that B and I will require you to do? Great question, Ken. Uh, I think the first thing you have to understand about networking is it's really not about what the group can do for you. It's really what you can do to help the group. And what I mean by that 
Networkers, uh, networkers, great networkers, they start with a mindset. They have a mindset to help people, to, you know, give to the group, to create, you know, value. And most people go into networking groups and they think that it's all about everybody giving them, you know, a referral. Well, well, you have to understand referrals only come after trust and the building of a relationship, which takes time. So there is a time investment to being a networker. There is a commitment to getting out, and they call them, you know, a one-to-one, you know, have a coffee or breakfast or something, getting to know them as a person, getting to know their business, and vice versa, them getting to know you. So, I mean, the, the first year of being in a networking group is probably the most difficult in terms of, one, learning the habits committing yourself to those habits and trusting the process of networking where over time these relationships will start to bear fruit in terms of referrals to you. So, I mean, I think it's extremely valuable uh, to, to someone to trust that process. But, but know that there is a commitment to this and then there's habits that you have to be taught and you have to practice them daily. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I always say, you know, uh, the, the motto of BNI says it all, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, give to gain. Yeah, giver's gain, exactly. Yeah. Giver's gain. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah, and if you're doing that, and a lot of that comes, unique characteristic you got, which I like, is when you interact, and I've watched you, and, you know, we've been in functions together, you spend more time asking questions than you do talking, and I recognize that. So uh, talk a little bit about that. I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's one of the habits you have to have. And, you know, when we talk about habits of great networkers, I, I think the first one is a mindset. It's a mindset to, you know, of a 24-7 mindset that you're always thinking about helping people. Um, uh, another great habit is being a great listener. And what I mean by that is, all of us as business professionals have hundreds of conversations every day and every week, yet are we really listening to the needs of that individual to where we could possibly help them and, and refer someone of value to them to help them either in you know their personal life or even their professional life, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, being a great listener and just keeping your mouth shut and, and asking questions, open-ended questions, which creates that dialogue, which we all need to learn about each other. Oh, good, great point. And you know, it's interesting. You, you, you hit some key points in that conversation, and uh, one of it's just I can sum up in one word: uh, value. Value is right. Value. Um, I, I coined a phrase, uh, you, you know, years ago, I call it being a, a value-added Rolodex, value-added Rolodex to my customers. And, and what that means is I want my customers to ask me any question that they may have. Hey, do you know this guy? Do you know that guy? Do you know that guy? I want to be the guy that's a value-added Rolodex to my customers. Why? Because it makes me more valuable to them where I'm now a resource, a relationship resource partnership with them where we can help each other. And I, I think that's the goal of a networker is to try to become a value-added Rolodex. You know, you don't just, well, you know, obviously the truck industry, I don't want to just sell somebody a truck. I want to sell them a truck yet develop a long-term relationship with that, that customer so I can be value-added 
to their business and help them with their needs and then listen to what's going on in their business. Ask them questions like, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Where do you see your business in three to five years? How can I be a part of that? How can I help? And if you're not asking the right questions, um, you're never going to get to that level, and then you're going to end up with a short-term relationship. And, you know, long-term relationships build trust. Long-term relationships build referrals. Uh, perfect. <laughs> We, we use a term, and I know you'll agree with this because you, you actively practice it. In networking, you, what you're really creating is your own unpaid sales force. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't have said that better. Yep. Yeah, it, it's unpaid just so crazy. Oh, it, you know, because what happens is, you know, as you, you know, say there's 25 people in your group, okay, and they're all different business professionals. They're, you know, and if they're listening for conversations, you know, they're going to refer business to you too. So, you know, what happens is if you have a great group of networkers, not so, not not a great group of people that are just in a networking group. If you have a great group of networkers, what really happens, and this is the process that you have to trust, what happens is all of them all the members will end up working easier, less, and making more money. Oh, That's the, you know, you know, you got to get everybody on the same page. I'd rather be in a small group of five great networkers than being in a group of 40 people that just show up for a networking event. Yeah. Uh, so, right. You hit it on the nose. You absolutely hit it on the nose. Well, one thing that I found over time, and, and I'd like you to comment on this, uh, and I have kind of a systematic approach to it. I have uh, my top 20, and those are the people that can most influence my business. For you, that'd be some of your best customers. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a customer to be in your top 20. Uh, we're also nurturing those referral relationships. So what do you do to stay in touch? Uh, one of the things that, that I think is phenomenal that you do, because I also have it, is send out cards. Yeah, well, you and I are both big big card senders, and um, it's just a one send out cards is a wonderful tool. If our listeners don't know what it is, but you know, basically, you you can send a card or gift to anybody in the world, and it's uh, actually a mailed gift, you know, snail mail. You know, it's not an e card, but it it creates the opportunity to um, uh, you know share with somebody a heartfelt message, and it's you know simple and easy, you know, and um, it's very powerful, you know, and it comes back to, you know, gratitude, uh, appreciation marketing. And yes. I, I, I always tell clients, you know, I have a 30-day rule. Uh, and I think this is a great sales stat, and I'll say it slowly so everybody can, you know, maybe write it down. But it goes like this. It goes like this. Every 30 days that goes by without touching base with a client, you lose 10% leverage to do business with them again in the future. So that phrase right there, I think everybody should memorize, stick it on a three-by-five card, and know that, you know, after a sale is done, the work's not over. You know, 30 days is only a month. Right now we're, we're at the end of January already, and I can guarantee everybody on this call could probably write down five to ten names of some customers that they sold something to 30, 60, 90 days ago, and they haven't picked up the phone and said, "Hey, how's it going? What else can I do for you? How's you know, how's the truck?" Now, what's happening is they've already put money in your pocket. 
right? And then guess what? After four or five months, you've lost them. They're not going to put money back in your pocket, and you're never going to get referrals from them. So, you know, you have a great habit. I have a great habit of staying in touch consistently. Consistently is the word. With your customer base. So if it means picking up the phone every 30 days or, you know, um, or sending the card out, you know, gratitude, saying, hey, how's the family? How's, the, how's everything going? Do it, but make it a habit. Make it a daily habit to remind yourself because if you're not doing it, you're wasting opportunities. Oh, you are. And you know what the neat thing about it, Eric, and I always say this, and I've mentioned it in seminars, you know, average should be 50%, right? That's right in the middle. That should be average. Um, I tell people in sales, 95% uh, of the world is average to below average. Wow. And think about the little things you do. Uh, you know, that's setting you apart in that top 5%. And that's what it's all about. I mean, most people... Well, I, we can share that story of how I met Craig. You know, my boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go ahead and tell that story. I think it's worth repeating. It was on our other podcast, but please go over that again because that is classic. This, this is a great story, and it's all about following up. Also, also touches on, you know, gratitude with that uh, card. So, you know, four years ago when I first got into the industry, you know, um, uh, you know, I sold used Isuzu trucks down in, um, in Clearwater, and um, um, I got a list of all the Isuzu dealers from, Clear, you know, Clearwater all up to Maine, and I called them up to introduce myself. Hey, I'm new to the team down here, and uh, if there's anything we can do for you, you know, we had a bunch of um, used Isuzu trucks, and uh, so we had, you know, good, clean trucks, and uh, there was a market for it, and I just wanted to introduce myself to every Isuzu dealer all the way up to Maine. So the point of this was, after the phone call, I followed every phone call up with a thank you card. I just sent a card out. And it said, hey, appreciate your time last week on the call. Thank you very much. If there's anything I can do for you, and my name and number. A week later, I get a call from my now boss, Craig Judge, and he, uh, he says, hey, I really appreciate that card. Thank you very much. And then he asked me an amazing question. He says, tell me more about what you do. So that prompted a second conversation. And this is what's so important. It prompted a second conversation which created the opportunity for me to tell him that we fabricated. You know, we, we built flatbeds and dump bodies, you know, which he didn't know. And he says, really, what's your turnaround time? And I said, it's about two weeks, you know. And he says, well, give me a quote, <laughs> 10, 12, 14, 16, 18-foot flatbed. And he hangs up the phone. And I, and I said, did that just happen? <laughs> so I call him back in a half hour with a quote, and he orders seven of them. <laughs> it's like, if, if I never sent that card... That second conversation never happens. So, I mean, this is just a great story about one, uh, appreciation marketing and gratitude and, and the follow-up of the card, but also that second conversation and how it can create opportunities. But, you know, 50% salesmen never follow up on a second phone call. They don't do it. Oh, it's amazing. It's, uh, that is, yeah, you are dead on. I. I wrote an article once, and uh, the article, in the article, I made a statement. I said the most important conversation you'll ever have with anyone is the second one. That's right. Oh, Ken, Ken I got to tell you, I, lo I love coming to your camps. Uh, <laughs> if anybody's on this call listening, go. Oh, you're 
you're awesome. You, 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 you're always on the cutting edge of, of uh, new ideas, you know, solid foundations for, uh, you know, sales, uh, good sales practices that have been around for, for hundreds of years. But it, it's such a refresher to talk to somebody on the same page and you are. You know, I, I love coming to your camps. They're they're so valuable. I wish I could go more during the year. You know. Well, I need. Excuse, I, I need to uh, get with my wife and have a, a vacation in Connecticut and just tour that whole corridors and all the bed and breakfast. <laughs> well, are you going to bring your pole vault on the plane? <laughs> the last time I was up there, I did. It was uh, we had a masters meet at the University of Maine. And I had to have my poles shipped up, and uh, it, it was interesting. And then my wife joined me. We actually t uh, uh, t put the poles, strapped them on the uh, uh, SUV, and drove back down through uh, the whole uh, you know New England area and flew out of Boston. <laughs> so with poles, so that was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it's crazy. But Come up to Connecticut. We'll go pull. <laughs> there we go. Hey, I'm a. I'm always up for that. Well, uh, with with network with once once you meet someone, uh, kind of walk our listeners through what you would term the, the the key steps in relationship development. Well, the first thing I do first time I meet somebody. I always follow up with a card, you know, I, right away, that day. I appreciate your time last week, you know, look forward to our next meeting, stuff like that. And then what I, what I love to do is, and we need to touch on this because this is one of the other habits of a great networker. I'm very proactive, um, and what that means is I'm very proactive picking up a phone and filling up my calendar, filling up my calendar with with appointments and you know I may not have an appointment next week or the next week with somebody because they're busy but I'll make sure I get something on the calendar three four five weeks down the road so I'm always filling up my calendar with appointments so that's the next thing you want to do after you meet somebody you know you follow up with a car but then get out with them again so you can have that second conversation and you know you pinpoint them. you say hey how about a cup of coffee next Tuesday or Wednesday at 830 does that work for you this way you're controlling the situation you're controlling the conversation and you're pinpointing a couple opportunities for them in times where they say hey Tuesday Tuesday doesn't work but Wednesday does great put it on your calendar so a great habit of a great networker is they're always filling up their calendar with appointments, and then that second appointment, that third appointment, you're you're starting to build that relationship. But that is a must. Um, I hear too way too often where uh, networkers say, "Hey, I'm I'm available if anybody wants to go out. I'm available." That's a reactive type of networker. You don't want to be a reactive. You want to be a proactive networker where you're making the calls, you're initiating it. And you're filling up your calendar. And the reason I emphasize the calendar is when, when I worked on Wall Street, our calendars were booked for three to four months in advance, Ken. Not three, four days, not three, four weeks, three, four months, four or five days a week. And wow. let me tell you, if you ever want to, if, if anybody on this call is in the management position where they have a sales force under them, and they're curious to see, you know, how someone's doing. All you got to do is look at their calendar. And if it's not filled up, they either better get it filled up, or you just tell them, just you know, 
How many appointments do you have for the month of February? I mean, ne next week, right now, me personally, I have five breakfast meetings next week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, wow. Thursday, and Friday. And I'm out wow. Thursday nights. I have six on my calendar next week. And that's what all my weeks look like. Um, so I'm very visible. Visible is another term of what you're doing after 5 o'clock. You know, nobody nobody works in sales anymore nine to five. Nobody. You got to have that twenty four seven mindset, and you have to fill that calendar up and be proactive to create that second conversation. And what you're really doing is creating an opportunity to get to know somebody better and build a relationship. Uh, well, I, I could not have said that better. That is incredible. You know, one thing, and I, I love this about your personality. I'm going to pick on you in a positive way. Uh, you you have the rare ability to make work fun. There <laughs> uh, you go. You gotta have fun, Ted. You know that. <laughs> oh God, yes. I mean, but yeah, I see so many people that uh, I always tell tell people will ask me, we're getting ready to go out and make a sales call. So what are we gonna do? I said we're gonna do two things. We're gonna build relationships and we're gonna have fun. Well, what about selling? I said, well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sell without selling, and they go, what do you mean? I said, we're gonna make it all about them, and 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 they're gonna start asking us questions, so they're gonna sell themselves. We don't have to do it, and and that's a, that's exactly what you do. Yep. You, you uh, when, when you come in with a, you're not even a soft sell. It's, it's, it's a soft conversation, and, and you're asking, you know, the open-ended questions, learning about somebody. You do make it fun. I, I have one of the, I have one of the best opening lines in terms of, you know, you, you, you go out cold calling, knocking on doors, and you, you love doing it because you, you make it fun. And, and I, I've turned that habit into an art where I make it fun. And, and my best, my best line ever is I'll walk in and you always, you always get the gatekeeper. You, know, you get the gatekeeper. And, you, and she says, hey, man, I help you. And I said, yeah, I'm here to buy the company and give you a raise. Is 10,000 enough or do you need 15? You know? So, you know, it breaks the ice. They all high-five you. They laugh. And, uh, I'll, you know, who doesn't want a raise? You know, so that yeah. that's my approach. Uh, you know, when I cold call, I mean, you're you're great at it. You'll, you'll you'd walk in anywhere. I know you, and uh, but you have to have that approach. And um, you know, people are people. They want they want to laugh. They want to smile. But you just break the ice a little bit. And you know, you got to remember the stat. I know we touched on this last time. I think, but eighty percent of all sales happen between the fifth and twelfth contact. Eighty percent. Yeah. Not the first. Not the second. The fifth and twelfth. So, you know, if a salesman's, uh, you know, feeling under pressure or something, and you say, well, how many times have you talked to the guy? Oh, once. Well, go talk to him four more times and then come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, man, you're, you're so dead on. Uh, and when I, I take these, especially new guys, I take them out on sales calls and we finish, I let them start you know, because when I watch all the mistakes, they usually talk too much, as you know. And, uh, you know, we debrief the call, and I take the next one, and I ask them to compare. And the biggest question I'll say always is, wow, uh, they started asking you questions about trucks before you ever brought it up. And I said, well, yeah, that's because 
again, I was tuned into their favorite radio station, you know, what's in it for me, WIIFM, and because I took an interest in them, they almost subconsciously feel obligated to take an interest in me. And that's exactly what you're talking about, Eric. You do it. You're a master at it. Uh, uh, it's amazing. I, I would... I would love to make a sales call with you. <laughs> we would have fun. I can guarantee you that. We would. We would. We would. Well, brand new guy just getting into this. We always like to kind of wrap up with this. Brand new guy just getting into this. Uh, you mentioned BNI, so they definitely should do that. Any other organizations you would recommend that they be a part of? Well, uh, every town, uh, if you, you know, if you Google networking groups, there, there's there's hundreds of them, you know. But um, what I would do is, is search them out in your area. Okay, definitely go to uh, BNI chapter. Go as a guest. Definitely get the feel for that. Also, um, you know, some of the there's always events, monthly events that you can go for a maybe a chamber of commerce. Uh, you know, ribbon cutting of a new business. They'll have some, you know, drinks and cocktails and stuff like that, but there'll be people there. Go there. Go there. Get 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 them on your calendar. Make a list of going out, you know, four or five times a month to these other events, and you're going to meet business professionals. And, and you have to remember, most of these people that are in networking groups, chamber of commerce, they, they tend to be success-minded individuals that are looking for that, that edge, you know, how, how, how to do more business how to make more money. So, um, you know, get out there. Go. Put them on your calendar and go and then mingle. Um, when I moved up here two years ago to Hartford, uh, I got a recommendation from a friend of mine in Clearwater that, you know, who, whose aunt runs what's called the Polish National Home. It's a, it's a bar restaurant in downtown Hartford. It's been there since 1930. So my first month up here in Hartford two years ago, I'm at the Polish National Home three nights a week at the bar, meeting people, and as it turns out, there was a huge networking event one night, and, you know, I'm peeking my head in the door, and there's 50 people there, and uh, I started talking to them, and I met I met the the lady who runs the, it was called the Breakfast Club, and um, Melissa Boucher, and she's phenomenal. She has a, an amazing uh, networking organization called the Breakfast Club up here. So I meet her at the Polish National Home, and we become great friends. And 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 she's connected me to so many people in the Hartford area. And I've only been up here two years, but that's my point. I'm out. If you're sitting on your couch at home, it's not going to work. You you got to be visible. Visible means what you do after five o'clock. And, and fill your calendar up. So go to these events. Check out a B&I session. Go. Call the president up and say you want to come as a guest. Do it. And it gets you out of your comfort zone because you're going to be able to have a, you know, one-minute elevator speech. What's your name, who you, you know, what you do, and what's a good re referral for you. But it gets you in front of people. It gets you speaking in front of a group. So it's actually beneficial for personal growth. It's very beneficial for professional growth. Uh, so that's what I would do. Step one, I would definitely get myself, immerse myself in some of these chamber events, you know, B&I session, but uh, every month you got to be going four, five, six, seven of them. Oh, good. Great advice. You know, we always say, you know, why, why spend all your time meeting one person at a time when you go to a function and meet ten? I mean, it just... It just makes so much sense. And we tell them in addition, you know, don't forget 
you know, trade associations like Associated General Contractors, Home Builders Association, uh, Associated oh. Builders and Contractors. I mean, yeah, there are hundreds of them. You know, we're up here. We have the ACC, the Association of Builders and Contractors. We have uh, the CHCC. You know, Heating HVAC. We have. There's so many you could go to. But what what the point is? You you go, make some connections, but then follow up with them. Send them a yes. card. Hey, appreciate you meeting last week. How about a cup of coffee? Get out again. Let's get out again. Just don't go and and stop the process. Keep the ball rolling. All right. And mm-hmm. and these are. Daily habits, daily habits. So it's like, okay, I'm going to a thing. I'm gonna, I want to meet four or five people. I want to get their cards. I want to, I want to follow up with a, a thank you card. I want to get my calendar filled with a second, you know, cup of coffee with them or something. And that's how the snowball gets put, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And believe me, if networkers trust the process, you'll be yes. amazed who you're going to meet. Who, who they're going to know, and before you know it, you're, you're going to be having a 90% referral business. You know, it's, yep. and it's, it's an amazing uh, transition, but it, it really works. So just trust the process, and then, you know, and, and, and have people, uh, you know, on the call, have people reach out to you. Uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're a master at this, and, and, and reinforce these habits. Reinforce them, and just keep doing them, and trust the process. Amen. Uh, I could not have said that better. That's absolutely incredible. You know, we tell these young guys, <laughs> Eric, I went to a, a home builders meeting not long ago, and I was with a brand new sales guy. We got there, and he said, so what are we going to do? <laughs> I said, are you serious? I said, we're going to talk to people. I said, number one, you should. Yeah, one, you should have made best friends with the executive director who's a permanent employee and knows everyone. You can ask them to introduce you. You can walk up to somebody and introduce yourself. You can sit down and have lunch or breakfast with someone at the meeting and talk about their favorite subject <laughs> themselves. And yep. just, just end the conversation with a very simple question or statement. And the one we ended with is, wow, yeah, Eric... Thanks so much for talking with me, Cash. I really, uh, your business is very interesting. Uh, uh, obviously, there's a lot we have in common. Uh, I would love sometime to to visit your facility and just take a look at what you've done. They always they always say yes anytime. And get it on your calendar. Get it on your calendar. Hey, what about next week? I could be in your area Tuesday, Wednesday. Would one of those days work? Uh, yeah, Wednesday would be good. Great. Morning? And if they say morning, I always say, how do you like your coffee? <laughs> and they go, what? I said, yeah. I said, I'll probably stop at Starbucks or somewhere on the way. Tell me how you like your coffee so I can bring some hot coffee with you. And, uh, That's a great tip right there. Yeah. It's a great icebreaker. Uh, well, Eric, uh, bless you. Thank you for taking the time. I know how busy you are, and it is just Every time I talk to you, I get energized. So I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go out and meet some people and go sell something. <laughs> well, Ken, I, I love you. Uh, I think you're amazing. What you do, uh, you know, I love your 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 your, um, your training sessions. <laughs> they're they're fantastic. And, and when we talk about learning, you know, learning. I don't care how old you are, how many years you've been in the business, you never stop. You never stop learning. There's something always 
professionally, you can learn. Uh, personally, you can learn, and, and that's the beauty of uh, of our industry. You know, it, it just you want to get one percent better every week, one percent better every week, and and there's so many fascinating people out there to meet and learn about their lives, learn about their chapters. And you know what? You know what, kid? You know we're all on this game of life together. You know, and we're really all here to help each other. We really are. And and givers do gain. Givers do gain. And uh, it, it's you know in, embrace networking. Embrace the uh, the techniques. In, embrace helping others. And and it ends up putting money in your pocket. It really, really does. And if you trust that process, uh, you can have a smile on your face. Most most of the day, you know, as you and I do. <laughs> love, 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 love. Well, uh, Eric, thank you again for taking your time uh, and being with us on uh, the extra mile. And I'm sure you and I are going to do this again. <laughs> oh, I, I, I hope so soon. And I and I know I'm already planning. Uh, uh, I believe. April, I think I'm going to be seeing you. So I'm lo I'm looking forward to it. Um, God bless you, Ken. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, give Will my best, uh, and uh, have a great 2020. I'm looking forward to seeing you soon, and uh, let's um, let's do this again. Thank you very much. Absolutely, and thank you. That one percent concept that Eric introduces to us at the very end is one of my favorite concepts. It really demonstrates everything that he and Ken talked about in that piece and that you're always striving to get 1% better. There's uh, different variations of that, and uh, I've got my own, which if you're coming to the Asusu Smart Connections courses that we'll be doing across April and May and then later in the year as well, uh, you're going to hear a lot about that. But in the meantime, I hope that everybody got a great deal of information and just ideas and enthusiasm from Eric's uh, interview with Ken there. As we wrap up, just a reminder that we still have the March 23rd to 25th Ultimate Boot Camp in Jacksonville, Florida. We had two more people register just this weekend, the weekend after Valentine's Day. And we're getting close to being sold out. We've got a little bit of a fluid situation. We know we have at least three seats left. We could have as many as five. Take advantage of the opportunity for discounted pricing now because March 1st we will go back to our regular 20% off of the full price instead of the early bird price. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be back very shortly for another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great day.